St. Catherine of Siena, glimpses heaven. In each century, when the church has been in need, the Lord has raised up powerful men and women to save her. Catherine was one of those powerful women, a light in the darkness of the 14th century. She had been chosen by her Lord and Savior to be his bride, and then, when he believed she was ready, he commissioned her to save his church. She had lived for the church, and she died for the church, one of those dry martyrs we so often speak of in our books. There's so much we could write about St. Catherine in this chapter, but we have written about her in three of our books, and here we would like to focus our attention on her visions of heaven and her experiences with souls from purgatory. Catherine and Heaven This one August morning in 1370, St. Catherine was not seated with her fellow Montalate at the back of the Church of St. Dominic as she usually was. This one Sunday, her priest was preaching when suddenly there was a commotion in the church. Her Montalate companions were all whispering nervously. Father Bartolomeo realized no one was listening to him. It seemed he overheard Catherine Berincasa is dead. He quickly finished his homily and after Mass was over, hurried into the sacristy to find a late brother wringing his hands over the devastating news that Catherine was dead. The priest rushed over to Catherine's house. The streets were lined with mourners. He plowed through the many people who jammed the staircase up to her home. The priest and lay brother forced their way into her room. What they saw brought tears to their eyes. It was St. Catherine lying motionless in a coffin. Father Bartolomeo had seen Catherine many times in a trance where she appeared dead, but somehow this was not the same. He groaned, his voice shaking, barely able to pronounce the words. When did she die? Lapa, one of her close companions, said that she had found her like this when she went to awaken her at six in the morning. The brother with Father Bartolomeo began to sob uncontrollably, so much so a blood vessel broke in his chest and he began to hemorrhage profusely, blood gushing forth from his mouth. Everyone was alarmed, as it was apparent the brother was in grave danger. There was no way to stop the bleeding. Father de la Fonte, a priest who had been summoned, raised the brother's limp body up to the edge of the coffin. He took Catherine's still lifeless hand and placed it on the brother's breast. The bleeding stopped immediately. Color slowly returned to Catherine's pale face, which by this time had taken on the appearance of marble. Everyone excitedly came close to the coffin. Their joy and eagerness, in anticipation of once again seeing their Catherine's radiant eyes looking back at them, turned to utter dismay. She looked back at them, completely devastated, and then turned over the wall, sobbing uncontrollably. Her companions all filed out to spread the good news that Catherine was alive. But their good news was her bad news. Her trance had lasted over four hours, but her grief at having returned to life lasted two days. When she did speak, all she could say was, I have seen the hidden things of God, and now I am thrust back into the prison of the body. The mystical death she experienced was different from the other ecstasies she had. For the next and last ten years of her life, she could not speak of what she had seen and felt without bursting into tears. 
She would look away, her eyes far off, remembering. It was as if she were communicating with her spouse. How long, how long before I go to you, my Lord? What glorious light has she witnessed that made her life on earth appear so dark and lonely? Not to oversimplify, but to try to equate the darkness on earth for Catherine with something we possibly can understand will be for me like being in a room filled with people, yet feeling all alone because my spouse was not there. Although it would be a joyful party for everyone, for me it would be empty and lonely, and I would not be able to stand it till I was reunited with my love. Catherine and Jesus were mystically married. She had been instructed by Jesus on earth. She had seen him in her room at home when she went into ecstasy in St. Dominic's church. How was this so different, so earth-shattering, that life on earth became such a burden? How much we have to look forward to. Although her grief was inconsolable at times, she never was a burden to anyone. She never shirked from the task the Lord had assigned her. It was during this sorrowful period in her life that she brought Pope Gregory XI back from Avignon to Rome and upon his death supported his successor. When a new pope, Pope Urban VI, was elected, she was horrified that anyone would turn against him. She loved her pope and had a few words for those who might think themselves autonomous of the pope and criticize him. Even if he were the devil incarnate, we should not raise our heads against him because he is sweet Christ on earth. Although she has seen the Lord in heaven and had received countless gifts, she did not put herself above the church and its traditions. She was a formidable fighter who waged battle with the devil himself to save Mother Church. Catherine chooses purgatory on earth. Catherine loved her father Giacomo very much. When life with the family became very difficult, not being able to accept her way of life, he believed in her, remembering the time he had seen a dove hovering over Catherine's head. It was her father Giacomo who ordered his family not to interfere with Catherine's vow to the Lord. The time came when Giacomo became so ill, the end was near. Catherine, as was her custom, began to pray to her spouse to cure her father, if it be his will. The Lord responded that it will not be for Giacomo's best interest for him to remain on earth any longer. When Catherine knelt beside her father's bedside, she saw how ready he was to leave this world, and she knew peace. But that did not stop her from praying for her spouse's mercy. She asked the Lord not only to pardon her father's sins, but at the moment of death to grant that he enter heaven without going through the purifying fires of purgatory. Jesus could do nothing but deny her petition, explaining that God's justice had to be satisfied. The soul of her father had to be pure, without blemish, to enter paradise. He said that although he had led an exemplary life as a husband and father, the Lord particularly pleased with his treatment of Catherine, he had stains on his soul that had to be removed by the purifying flames of purgatory. Then Catherine pleaded with the Lord, Please, Lord, do not allow my father to die before his soul has been purified on earth so that he might not suffer torment passing through the raging flames of purgatory. Giacomo lingered, his strength ebbing away, 
Unable to die because of the battle between the Lord's demand for justice and Catherine's plea for mercy. Realizing the Lord will not grant her father that special grace without exacting full payment, Catherine countered with, If my father cannot go directly to heaven without satisfying God's justice, then please allow me to bear my father's pain in his stead. Jesus accepted her selfless act of love toward her father because of her faithful love for him and assured her she would suffer as long as she lived, the pain destined for him. Catherine cried out joyfully, Thank you, Lord, for your compassion on my father. Thy will be done. As Jacob's soul was leaving his body, Catherine's body was being filled with the most excruciating pain, which lasted the rest of her life. While everyone was grieving, Catherine was glowing, offering consolation to her mother and all the members of her family. For you see, she has seen her father's beloved soul leave his body and soar like a beautiful bird to eternal happiness in heaven. The Lord, prior to her father's death and ascent to heaven, had mercifully given Catherine a glimpse of paradise. As he had done with Peter, James, and John, when he brought them onto Mount Tabor and showed them his transfigured self prior to his crucifixion. So now Jesus brought his bride to heaven that she might keep this image in her mind and heart through her days of suffering. Blessed Raymond further writes that Catherine shared that her father visited her many times and thanked her for the happiness she had purchased for him with her suffering. He revealed many hidden things and warned her of the traps the devil sets for those who relax their guard. Catherine and a poor soul doomed to purgatory. Catherine spent much of her time when she was not dictating the Lord's messages to her many secretaries, ministering to the sick and the needy. There was a woman named Palmerina to whom she has shown great charity. But as can happen, the recipient of love will often bite the hand of the giver. The woman spread all kinds of false gossip about Catherine. And the more that Catherine responded to her abuse with love, the more the hate grew in the heart of Palmerina. Seeing her helplessness in aiding this poor victim of her own hate, Catherine turned to prayer. Knowing that this hate, which had spread like a cancer, blocking out all reason, will finally consume Palmerina so completely that she will be lost forever. Catherine implored God to soften the woman's heart and consequently save her soul. The Lord answered her prayer. The woman fell seriously ill. You would think that will do it, but instead she grew more angry and bitter. Catherine, caring selflessly for her and her wounds, only made Palmerina's fury grow. When her insults failed to drive Catherine away, Palmerina ordered her out of her room at the hospital. A short time later, Catherine received word that Palmerina was dying. A priest was called, but he could not administer less rites. Her heart was so full of vindictiveness and malice. Her unrepented anger and hatred was blocking her from God's mercy. Knowing that without receiving the last sacraments, the woman was flirting with hell, Catherine cried inconsolably, imploring God's mercy. This went on for three days and three nights, Catherine adding fasting to her prayers. She pleaded, Lord, will you allow this soul to be lost because of me? I entreat you to grant me, at any price, her conversion and salvation. Punish me instead of her, 
as I am the reason for the state of her soul. Do not chastise her, but strike me. I beg you, most merciful Savior, to not allow my sister's soul to leave her body until it has been restored to your grace. Catherine's prayers powerfully reached her spouse, and the woman did not die immediately, to the amazement of her nurses and doctors. She suffered agony for three days and three nights. Catherine continued to pray. God could no longer resist his little spouse. A heavenly ray penetrated the dying woman's heart, and her faults were exposed. Upon seeing them, she repented. God revealed this to Catherine, and she hurried to her bedside. As soon as the woman spotted Catherine, she confessed, accusing herself of spreading false rumors and slander against Catherine, whose only sin was being kind and loving to her. She piously received the last sacraments and died in the state of grace. Although Palmerina had been truly sorry for her sins, Catherine knew this did not wipe away the debt owed for all the harm she had done. She was concerned that a sinner who had so narrowly escaped hell would most certainly suffer severely in purgatory. Catherine continued to pray and fast for the speedy release of Palmerina from purgatory to heaven. The Lord rewarded Catherine by showing her the soul saved by her prayers. Blessed Raymond said that Catherine told him it was so brilliant she could not find the words to describe its beauty. Although he had not as yet been granted the gift of beholding the beatific vision, it shone with the brightness which the grace of baptism confers upon us. Catherine shared that our Lord said to her, Behold, my daughter, the lost soul which you found, does she appear to you most beautiful and precious? Who would not endure all kinds of suffering to save a creature so perfect and introduce it into eternal life? If I, who am the supreme beauty, from whom all beauty emanates, have been so captivated by the beauty of souls to descend upon earth and shed my blood to redeem them, how much greater reason should you have to labor one for another, that such admirable creatures not be lost? If I showed you this soul, it was that you should be all the more zealous in all that concerns the salvation of souls. Catherine gave her last ounce of blood for her church. Near the end of her painful journey on earth, her friends heard her say, O eternal God, accept the sacrifice of my life for the mystical body of thy holy church. I have nothing to give save that which thou hast given to me. Take my heart, then, and press it over the face of thy spouse. She saw God take her heart from her body and squeeze it over the church. As long as Catherine had a breath of life in her to give, she prayed and sacrificed for her love on earth, Mother Church. She instructed her companions she will continue to fight for her church even after death. She had a vision in the early part of 1380 in which the ship of the church crushed her to earth. At that moment, she offered herself as a willing sacrifice. She was to be ill from that time until April 21st of that year, when she suffered a paralytic stroke from the waist down. Catherine, with her last faint breath of life, continued to gaze at her spouse on the cross, whispering over and over again, Blood, blood, blood. She was joining Christ on the cross for the last time on earth his last great act of love becoming her last great act. On April 29, she went to her reward.
Catherine, please pray for our church and our Pope. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.